Hey guys, this is James Cox with Premier Martial Arts in Abilene, Texas, and you're watching the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast. This will be our episode number five. Uh, be sure, if you haven't already, to go back and, and watch the first four episodes. They were really some good stuff with, with good information and variety. Um, you know, like and follow, subscribe to it, and give us some comments, and you know, help us support this. So I have some, a really special guest with me here today. This is Mr. Bryce Gregory, and I'm have him kind of introduce himself, give us some of your martial arts background, and then we got some good topics to discuss. Yeah. So uh, thanks for having me today, James. I yes, do appreciate sir. it. Um, so my martial arts background, I started um, about 16 years ago when I was 13 years old. Um, I did not start with you, which is uh, kind of unusual. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm one of the few people you've kind of welcomed in from the outside, so uh, I've been appreciative of that. But uh, I started down the road at a place called Red Star MMA with uh, my head instructor was Jeremy Henderson, but we were under the Gracie Baja affiliation uh, out of Dallas, uh, which is run by Draculino. Um, I actually got my blue belt underneath Draculino wow. and, and that association, so I was, I was pretty proud of that. But um, our owner at the time, Jeremy, he decided um, that he wanted to switch associations because Gracie Baja made some policy changes he didn't agree with. So we switched to Novin Yao, which is uh, Nations United, and that's run by Hobson Mora. So I actually achieved my purple belt, um, you know, through Jeremy underneath Hobson Mora. I, I was, he's actually have a picture of Hobson Mora wrapping my purple belt around nice, me. It's nice. one of my favorite pictures yeah, ever, yeah. Uh, of course. Um, but that's when I had a little bit of falling out with my home instructor. Uh, he left and sold the gym to someone else. Uh, we didn't quite see eye to eye, so. It happens. Right, it mm -hmm. happens. You know, we don't, that's not talked about a lot in the martial arts world. They, they really preach loyalty a lot. And so we, I tried that. I mean, I was with that gym for eight or nine years. You know, I was there for a very long time. Um, but that is when, you know, some things just happen for the better. And because mm -hmm. really that's at that segue is where I found you. You reached out, you contacted me, you need a program director yeah. and a jujitsu instructor. And I was like, hey, I think I can do both. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and so you welcomed me in, and from there, it's just, it's been a journey. Um, you know, we affiliated with Carlos Machado for our rank for a little while, and I actually got my brown belt underneath Carlos Machado. Uh, right now, I'm working for my black belt underneath Nathan Torres, um, mm -hmm. and that's where I met with my martial arts yeah. background. So. I mean, those are, uh, are top-notch instructors, I and mean, if you guys don't know those names, you can do some research, but... That's a good. That's a good legacy. It's it's a variety, but it's a good legacy. Kind of explains why why you're so good at jujitsu, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. It's a it's a variety. You know, all of those instructors definitely have their own styles, their own methods of teaching, and I've been influenced by all of them. Mm -hmm. And so that's definitely played into what my personal style is now. Yeah, yeah. So you got that. You got that versatility. Yeah. Yes, so obviously you're a BJJ instructor and, and, and lifelong student, 16 years, man, that's, that's a long time, you know, uh, grappling. Um, so I'm assuming, of course, you prefer their grappling arts over the striking arts. The question is, is why? Why? Oh, it's yeah. just better. Straight up. Ah, no, I just. Go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, um, man, of course I'm biased. Of course I'm totally biased to this a little bit, but mm -hmm. one is it's just, it's my foundation. You know, that's where I started. It really was a strong foundation. And I think, you know, where you start plays a big deal into where your, your preferences are going to be in the future. Right, right. Even as you get to expose some of those other things. Um, but beyond that, I really like the control that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu offers over an opponent. Um, to be honest, that might be a little personality thing. might be a control freak, maybe. But that's okay. <laughs> um, you know, the I just always thought it was great that, you know, I could defeat an opponent. I could defend myself effectively without ever leaving a mark or striking someone you know i could close that distance get someone down to the ground and not even necessarily have to submit and jiu-jitsu offers just such great controlling positioning where you can let someone know they're helpless without ever harming them they'll give up 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and I've just I've appreciated that. Mm. I really do. You know, um, I I learned one time that the mark of a really good martial arts master is not how badly I hurt you, but it's actually how well I take care of you while I defend myself. You know, I think you actually kind of uh, spoke in that philosophy once. You know, even babies can hurt you. Yeah. Right. You know, even a baby can throw their head around and accidentally mm -hmm. hurt you, even break your nose sometimes. Right, right. So it doesn't take a great amount of skill to just devastate someone with pain. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes a lot more skill, in my opinion, to take care of someone who's trying to hurt you uh, and not even harm them while effectively defending yourself, if that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. and I think striking kind of lends itself more to that um, impact and some of that blunt force trauma and uh, really doing some serious damage to people without, even on accident, you know, it can be harder to control a punch sometimes than it can be to control top pressure. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I do think it's a lot of how you start. I mean, I'm, I'm opposite. I started with striking for so many years and just now, you know, starting to like slash love jujitsu. Um, so maybe where you start, but I like that, 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 that you're able, like you said, able to control. I mean, striking is fun to kick people in the head. But it is a different, different, and you've done some striking, some self-defense, but you go back to, you think, your, your first passion, maybe because it was your first introduction, and it's what you know. Yes, it's yeah. like home. Yeah, you know, right, it's, it's, right, it's right. home, it's familiar, it's comforting. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu yeah. is still, uh, still a little hard for people to understand, especially when you're not in that culture. It has to be with a lot of places, you know. I mean, we're, we're, uh, now Dallas and Austin has definitely grown with, with jiu-jitsu community. Um, Florida is really big, right? You know, wherever a lot of the Brazilians first came, you know, or ended up uh, in, in, in America to really build it, that culture in certain areas more than others. Now, we're in, we're in West Texas, so I remember the struggle of, of <laughs> imagine some of the guys walking in and watching two guys rolling around on the ground and another guy in between another guy's legs. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what's going on in here? Yeah, this I is questionable. No part of this, right? <laughs> um, you know, so is, one is, do you see that it, because you're so comfortable to you, you never th have thoughts of anything being uncomfortable. Do you still see people being uncomfortable with it first? And then the second question is, do people get your passion for it? Mm. You know, I mean, I'm sure you deal with it, even your family and your friends, you know. Why does he like that stuff so much? <laughs> right? Uh, that's a great question, man. I, I love that question because you're right. You're absolutely right. In fact, I remember I got into jujitsu before it was popular. Right, right at that phase, like what you're talking about. People yeah. would come in and they just—that's not martial arts, right? Uh, you know, they weren't very politically correct. They just come in and be like, "What's that gay stuff going on?" Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's something we'd face down. Yeah, that's real. I don't agree with any of that kind of language or anything, but. It's what you had to deal with. That was their perception. Right. right. It was their false perception, yeah. and it's what they had to deal with. And I was like, you know, come get a little closer. I'll show you how, <laughs> how that goes. But, um, man, um, to answer that, I mean, it does. People do struggle to understand the passion for it. Um, I think people struggle to even dedicate to something for over, you know, two or three years, let alone 16 or, or 10 years plus. I'm sorry, can I, what was the question again a little bit? Yeah, so wh and how do people... I mean, so it's still not quite the most comfortable for a lot of people to accept. Right, right. And then how do other mm. people um, understand your passion for it? They don't understand right. you, do they? No, I mean, a lot of people don't. Not to sound too weird of a guy, right? Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, they don't get you, bro. They don't get you. <laughs> um, I think one thing that I discovered while doing martial arts is that people are more naturally inclined to want to do striking because when they're thinking about a combative situation, they're thinking about defense, they feel more comfortable when there's a gap. 
between mm. them and their opponent. Yeah, right? yeah. Don't touch me. Keep away from me. And if you get close, I just want to have as little contact with you as possible before you're backed off of me. Cause mm. you some immediate pain, and then you're gone. And I think that's people's most common perception of, of how they want to behave in an altercation, how they'd like it to go, right? Uh, so it's just, I think grappling can be counterintuitive for most people. Not all. I mean, because clearly, right, you have other people who are great grapplers out there in the world. You have wrestling. Uh, it's a very popular sport, you know, um, to the north of us, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I wish we had that more down yeah, here. Yeah, I wish we had that here. Uh, so I think it's just naturally... Um, Human-wise, it's yeah. less instinctual to do grappling. People want uh, space. They want their space. They appreciate that personal bubble. Uh, and so, yes, people have found it hard to understand why I love grappling so much. And kind of like I was talking about before, you know, being able to control the fight, defend myself. I don't got to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Again, people think, well, if someone's going to hurt me, I'm going to hurt them as much as I can. Yeah. I'm like, but wait, no. <laughs> uh, and so people don't grasp that either a yeah. lot of the time with me. Um, it's just fine. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, the striking, almost in a weird way, you're you're an individual. You're disconnected. You'll kick, punch, and you'll disconnect again. Whereas in grappling, it's it's almost like you're you're always connected, where then you're you're more a part of someone in a weird way. You know what I mean? It's that sensitivity and touch and feel where you're manipulated, and then mm-hmm. you're manipulating. Versus when you're striking, you're strategic. I go high, low, I circle, I set up combos, I disconnect, I'm an individual again, starting all over. Jiu-Jitsu does not a lot of starting over, it seems like, because mm. you're always in touch, right? They're touching yeah. you, you're t- and you're so good, man, you're, you're hard to handle. I mean, that pressure and just the, the, the game, um, you may think you're in a good place, and that may be part of the strategy, and then you realize that, you know, that wasn't a good place, it was all a setup. Right. Trick trickery, man. Trickery. The art yeah. of war, though, right? Right, right. And you're right. Yeah. Once, once jujitsu people connect, that's where we like to stay. Uh, yeah. We don't. We don't like to disconnect because that's a reset for us. You know, we don't like that big reset if we can help it. So. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So concepts, philosophy, strategies of the martial arts that you've learned and seen on the mat. How and where do these cross over off the mat? You're not you know, walking down the grocery store and triangling someone. So how do you use your martial arts every day? You sometimes, sometimes people ask me, you know, have you ever used your martial art? You know the question, right? I'm right. like, yeah, I use it every day. You know, 100%. I used it when I opened the door for the elder lady. I used it when I said, yes, sir. You know, right, things like that. Um, but yeah, how do you use and see in your martial arts the benefits or philosophies off the mat? Right, so I I love this question. I think it's actually one of my favorites that uh, uh, we have here. As I kind of break it down into four areas. One is respect, uh, patience, the ability to persevere, and composure. Kind of these four aspects that I like that yeah. that really carry us on the mat a lot of the time. You know, those intangibles, right, uh, are the things that really help me carry myself outside of the martial arts school as well. You know, first off, you know, approaching everyone with respect, regardless of how they may look or any prejudgments you may have. Approaching Mm -hmm. that with respect goes a really long way with most people. And we learn that here in martial arts, first and foremost. It doesn't matter what you look like. You know, it doesn't matter what your background is or what complications you may have going on. You you spend the time and the patience and you work hard here uh, and you show people respect, you're going to go a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that kind of ties into, again, the patience, man. Patience is such a big, big thing. Oh, man. Sure. Um, and in here, you've got to learn patience with yourself. 
uh, first and foremost. I think people really lack that out there in the real world, and I think that leads them to be impatient with other people as well. You can't be patient with someone else if you can't be patient with you. Right, right. Uh, and so that's helped me um, learn and grow in other areas of martial arts, those things that are struggles. That's why people don't enter into a lot of new things. They don't have the patience with mm -hmm. themselves to learn it. Yeah. Uh, so I think if you have that patience with yourself and then with others, again, that's just going to go a long way uh, out there in life. And like your last guest was talking about, Cody Halford, um, patience is is key to growing in this. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to you're not right. going to go far if you're going to if you're in a hurry. Um, yeah. And then um, again, composure, man, that kind of just I think ties into when people are pressuring you. You know, in, in martial arts, you're dealing with pressure all the time people striking at you grappling with you this and you're told all the time I'm telling my students all the time calm down slow down have some composure here don't let those emotions overtake you right the anxiety um, that people feel a lot of the time in fact we have a few students who've talked to me about man I feel anxiety when you get on top that top pressure causes me anxiety I'm like okay well let's work on that let's calm down let's find some composure here mm -hmm. same thing in real life life is gonna pressure you all the time it's going to constantly be putting weight down on you one way or another. So yeah. your, your ability to compose yourself and stay calm is crucial. Um, uh, and then perseverance, man. Perseverance. I, I think that's one of those things we learned here every single day. We've got to persevere. We're trying to push ourselves to that point of, am I going to make it to the end of class? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, and then when we do, when we persevere, we push through. We feel really good about that. We feel accomplished about ourselves. I uh, think in real life, two people just give up too early. They give up early on themselves. That ties back to the lack of patience with themselves mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. Uh, so the ability to persevere through whatever you're going through um, is an absolute crucial thing. Because, again, life's not going to give up. Life's not going to stop. Yeah. Uh, but you certainly can. You have that choice. Mm -hmm. um, so I think perseverance, again. Yeah, you, know, those, you learn all those things those in things, the martial so. arts. You've learned yeah. it and you've seen it, and then it helps you outside of here. You know, one thing I, that you said that really uh, there was a debate somewhat recently uh, in our city about the public schools wearing uniforms, you know, and the, the, the pros and cons of the uniforms. But I, I started thinking about martial arts, you know, let's look at one of your jujitsu classes. You might have 20, 25 people walking here and they're all wearing the same gi. Well, they're, they're, um, they're on the same level. You don't know who's rich, who's poor. You don't know. You can't judge by the clothes they're wearing, by the outside appearance, so you, you're, you're more equal, right? We're all wearing the same uniform, so uh, maybe that helps some of the ego or pride or, you know, judgment, right? You know, and uh, treating people like that. And then if you can kind of think off the mat, I guess it's being empathetic mm. as well, you know, about dealing with people on, in, in the world, being a little more empathetic. Yeah, does that make sense? Same way oh. like with that uniform. Oh, you know, yeah, I, I, I like the uniforms. You know, because again, we all come in, but we're the same no matter mm -hmm. what we are. I have such a variety of students, yeah. you know. And that respect becomes currency, you know. Yeah. Uh, like you say, it yeah. doesn't matter rich or poor, you know, yeah. respect becomes the only currency here on the mat a lot yeah. of the times and how we exchange that with each other, all the way from the handshake to the bow to the way we behave with each other when we spar. That respect is currency yeah, yeah. in every it's value, moment. right? Right, has great value. Cool. Well, a couple more quick questions, Bryce. Um, yeah. For people that, you know, again, we're pressing you know, martial arts benefits and value, uh, you know, like, like I always say, I want everybody to come and train with me, but you know, when, and if not, uh, you know, people live all over and we get a lot of college and military and military people that come to Abilene. They don't stay, they move. And, um, 
I'm, I'm asked a lot, you know, to help research to find a good martial arts school for someone. There's so many martial arts schools, and again, this is a whole other whole other conversation. But it doesn't mean that they're all the fit for the right person, or it doesn't even mean that they're all qualified. There's so many black belts and so many ways to get a black belt. How would you recommend someone who's looking for a good martial arts academy? What to look for? How do they search? What are they seeking out? What are they asking? You know, because there's some mm. good talkers, man, that take you in a martial arts school and take your money, but not give you the the quality. Yeah, well, I think we know a few. I think we, yeah, I think we met a few. Going there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not so here to right. name names. We're mm -hmm. not here to name names. But you're right, um, man. I love what you said. What do you ask? What is what is a person looking for martial arts schools? What should they ask? And I've I've kind of stood by this: is you should be able to ask the why. That's a very important thing for me when I'm looking at an instructor, okay? Uh, anyone can tell me the how. Anyone can tell me the how. Anyone can get on YouTube or find a book and tell mm. me step by one, two, three, this is how you throw a punch. Thank you. But can you tell me why I'm throwing that punch? Can you tell me why I'm throwing it right now in this combination we're talking about? Why would I throw it in this situation even, right? I think the why is something that only an instructor that really has an understanding of what they're mm. doing is going to be able to convey and convey easily. You know, mm -hmm. it shouldn't be this long, thought out, drawn out, well, you know, uh, process. You know, uh, it should be pretty easily. Well, this is why I want you to throw this punch right now. And often than not, it's, you know, it's going to save your life mm -hmm. or it's going to help protect you in some kind of way. Um, but good instructors are able to explain a why. Um, anyone can explain a how to you. I like that. So, and then they can articulate and give principles, concepts, reasons. You ever have those instructors? A student really wants to know, you know, well, why? And they'll say, because I said, or something like that, right? Right. Those are the people we <laughs> well, want to avoid. Okay. Okay. I really wanted to know why I should turn my hip. <laughs> Tell me about rotation force or something, right? Tell me about the power I'm going to get from that versus not rotating my hip, yeah, etc. Yeah. Because I said, right. I'm a black belt. <laughs> Even with grappling, some of the small details, like, well, why am I going to take that angle? It doesn't, yeah. especially in jujitsu, especially in jujitsu, there's going to be things that, don't make sense on the outside. It just looks weird, it looks foreign, uh, and it's easy to say the how, but a good jiu-jitsu instructor is gonna be able to tell you why. Why do I wanna pull myself underneath a larger opponent? Well, because you can become leverage, mm -hmm. you know? It's gonna make it easier for you to roll your opponent. You just have to trust this technique, but people who don't know the whys aren't gonna be able to explain that. Yeah, they're just copying something they saw, right? Exactly, yeah. and then secondly, I say look for a little bit of lineage. You know, it's hard for me to harp on that considering my lineage is so just kind of everywhere. Well, it might right? not be connected, but it's pure. It's true. Right. It's researchable. You can fact check. Right. right. You can fact yeah. check it. You can look at my the pictures of me getting my promotions from these guys. Uh, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see the other places uh, I've gotten to train with, like Marcel Garcia. You know, mm -hmm. I never got a rank from him, but I got to spend a week with him, and there's plenty of pictures of that. It was awesome. Yeah. Arguably the best ever, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. look for a little bit of lineage and ask why. Cool. Yeah, I like that, guys. Yeah. Shop, shop around, you know. It's like... You know, buying a new car, but don't just maybe go to the first car lot, shop around. Most schools give you free introductory lessons or small charge. Um, I would definitely add to shop around. Okay, my last question here could, yeah. could be answered in a lot of ways, but it's what I get asked a lot. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's uh, what is the one most effective technique that everyone should know? If there was only one important move to master, what is it? Man. You know how much I hate this question, right? Because <laughs> you, you hate it, right? So you know. Uh, we all know that as, as experienced martial artists, we learn a variety of technique because there's no one invincible technique uh, at all. Uh, I think I kind of have two answers to this, something that's a little bit more physical, maybe something that's a little bit more metaphorical. Um, 
I, I think physically as a technique, um, for, for me, it's hip movement. You know, if I had to sum that up, it's, it's just in general hip movement. For jujitsu, that's the hip escape. Uh, for striking, that's hip rotation and pivoting a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, either way, that hip movement, one, it's the center of your balance. Two, it's the center of your power. Uh, and jujitsu, it's how you disrupt positioning. It's how you escape positioning. It's how you control the space, whether you want more or less. Yeah. Um, and so, so I, everyone should work some hip mobility stretching, yoga comes to mind, specific wrestling and jiu-jitsu exercises. Right. Yeah. Take care yeah, of your I, hips. I, yeah, I get that. Take yeah, care of your hips. Because a lot of times you're trying to maintain your hips, take theirs away. It's the essence of balance. Cool, right. cool. Right. Right. And what's right, the other answer? It's right there at the center of your body. So um, more metaphorically, I guess if you can make it a technique, that's just the one, the technique of constantly rebuilding yourself. You know, okay. uh, kind of be willing to reinvent yourself. You know, mm-hmm. tear yourself down a little bit, uh, challenge yourself to those things that are going to tear you down, but master the technique of rebuilding yourself back up and reinventing yourself. Self knowledge, maybe, uh, self improvement. Right. Yeah. yeah. The technique I of self improvement, right? Yeah. Because, you, you know, we preach it in here. You know, you take what's good, you make it better. You take what's better, you make it your best, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you, even once it's your best, you find a way to move forward from there if you can. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Bryce, I really appreciate the time and the information. I think it adds some good, valuable content. So, um, yeah, thanks a lot, man. And thanks for all the times for tapping me out. So, you know, that's that's what it's about, brother. I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. sir. Thanks, guys.